Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is December the 11th, 2023. We're, we're recording Monday night. You're going to be listening to this Tuesday morning. Keep that in mind as we go forward in our discussion. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, uh, a, lot of, a couple of commitments, some visits, some potential visits, and potential commitments, reclassification. We've got a lot. Help me do it all. Joining me is Mr. J. Hood and Mr. Goldbeason. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you? That's a big dog. How we doing tonight, guys? Well, <laughs> we'll kick off the show with uh, two new additions. Auburn got its first transfer commitment from Mr. Robert Lewis Stevenson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but it, why, do I know, why do I know that name? What, what, where have I heard that before? Baby, come on now. You know he's, who, a, he's an author. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that his name or am I getting it mixed up? No, you're not. Robert Louis Stevenson? Robert yeah. Louis Stevenson. Yes. He like wrote a, uh the Berenstein Bears or something like that. Bro, I'm I'm looking this shit up now, man. <laughs> I got it. It is Robert Louis Stevenson. I'd be damn, I'm smarter than I look. Strange case. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde Treasure Island. There you go. That, yeah, I didn't have to I, I did not Google that. <laughs> what did I say? Bears. <laughs> you think it's Dr. Seuss? Yeah. Listen, um, I got a two-year-old. Okay, that's true. All right, we, we, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Um, so we're good. As uh, most of you know, we are uh, upping our recruiting shows to two a week on a, on top of our call-in show. So uh, each week, well, at least for this week and I guess half of next week, we're going to uh, be bringing you as much intel as we can on our YouTube site. Uh, if you haven't already, get signed up to Auburn Live on three. One week, little oh, eight days until signing day. Uh, we're going to be dishing out all kinds of transfer offers and visits and high school and flipping and who and who coaches visits and all kind of stuff. So if you haven't already, go join us at Auburn Live on three. Um, and I did want to say, let's, uh, w- there's still a little bit of prize picks left. I, I know we, uh, we, uh, we had prize picks on our modcast throughout the season and Wanted to continue that for at least another week uh, while the season's going on. Uh, if you're not familiar with prize picks, man, you need to go check it out. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's legal. It's the best part about it. Um, don't forget, if you go sign up for prize picks, they will do a hundred dollar match up to your first uh, up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit if you use the promo code War Eagle, all caps in one word. Uh, all first time users get that deposit if you use that promo code War Eagle, all caps one word. Uh, instant deposit up to a hundred dollars. Uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with prize picks, uh, prize picks, you go, you get, you pick two to six players and they've got a projection, you know, 126 and a half rushing yards for so and so and, you know, total TDs for this guy. They set you a projection and you either go more or less. Uh, it's a 50 50 shots, a lot of fun. Uh, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. So tonight I'm taking, you know, Josh Allen to throw for more than 245 and a half and Jalen Hurts to have more than 15 and a half rushing yards. And if all that hits and this and that, uh, you can uh, really big time win. Uh, they've got NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, obviously. Um, so it's a uh, fantastic way to uh, enhance your watching experiences. Uh, so this is a seal base game. And in, um, in Alabama, you got to play the combo squares, which makes it a little bit more fun. You're just picking like uh, you know Cole and Jay Head to say uh less than thirty five and a half times. Good luck on that. <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking more, but hey, listen, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'll I'll do it more than both of you combined. <clears throat> I, I noticed that when I listened back to the show, I'm like, God dang, dude, just pause. I, trust me, I know. I, I have to like I, I gotta start to, like taking breaths as opposed to going uh uh 
Yeah. And when I go to Newberg's show or something like that, it's like, great day, dude. Cringy. <laughs> um, that's why I, uh, you gotta, you gotta, goal. you gotta, you gotta watch the film on yourself, you know? There you, you go. Things. There you go. Yeah. It's always good to correct yourself on film. When I first started doing this like 20 years ago and going on like Rivals AMP, you remember that J-Hit Amp? That was yeah. like the first video stuff of recruiting and dude, I would be in front of that light going, and then, you know, uh, Trey Blackman, you know, uh, he visited and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do it like that lane. I do not want to go find our early shows. I, it, 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 I, yeah, even even starting out with on three, it's, it's not as uh, Sir, Sir Josh Newberg, Josh Payton, those guys make it look a lot. JD Pacquiao, they make it look a yeah. lot easier than it is. Unbelievable. Uh, anyways, back to prospects. Go prospects. Promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word. You'll get a free hundred bucks. You deposit hundred bucks, they're gonna match you hundred bucks. So you're gonna have two hundred bucks to play with, even though you deposited only one hundred. Uh, appreciate prize picks for sponsoring our show. Okay, let's uh, let's hit the real uh, real quick the commitments. Robert Lewis uh, transfer one year of eligibility from Georgia State, yes. kind of a slot guy. I think we hit on him a little bit during the Colin show. Uh, we but... and so I think what we'll do is is just kind of a quick recap. There you go. Robert Lewis is – he's built like a slot in the SEC, but if you look at his tape from Georgia State, he also got a significant amount of snaps on the outside as well. So he's got some versatility to him, a guy that you can use in a multiple, a multitude of different spots, a guy that has the ability to get open down the field and is a playmaker with the ball in his hand. Now, oh, his yeah. per catch, I think he averaged catching the ball about nine yards downfield or so. So not a blazer, but a guy that shows the ability to create separation – knows how to run routes, um, may have an issue getting off the line of scrimmage or getting off the jam, but shows enough twitch and enough ability down the field that he's a playmaker that raises the floor in this room. Oh, how do you feel about it? Well, i got to give it to my man Rice again. He he has nailed, in my opinion, another uh, – Yeah, 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 yeah. Another <laughs> comparison. <laughs> he, he's good on the comparisons. He he said he wasn't, but okay. twice now I think he's hit them. And with Robert Lewis, he said Eli Stove, and, and I got to tell you, oh, that's a pretty okay. good comparison. Okay, yeah, I, I, do. I think Robert Lewis is a little bit of a, a utility guy, whereas, yeah, you can line him up in the slot, you can put him outside. I don't think he's really um, designated to one of those areas. I think he's more of a put his put it, put the ball in his hands where he can make a play. I think that's the kind of guy he is. I don't see him being a deep threat. I don't see him being this intermediate guy where he's just you know, slicing you up on routes. I, th- I think he's a guy that makes the, you know, makes plays with the ball in his hand, and that's. I thought that was severely lacking with Auburn this past year. I Eli Stove was a guy that did it a lot, and he did it really well, and doesn't get talked about that much. Robert Lewis, if he's anything like Eli Stove, I think you've hit on something here. No, I, Eli, Eli Stove to me it wasn't twitchy. He was good, you know, straight line guy. Am I wrong here? No, he had good vision for a guy that was playing receiver as a ball carrier, and he ran hard, and he always got some yards, you know, and that's just – there's something okay. – there's a place for guys like that. And contingent, and contingent on the matchup, he had the ability to get vertical and get downfield. Yeah, so sure. He, he was a guy that, like Cole just said, Eli, you moved him around the field to create the matchup that you wanted that was favorable for him because he had the ability to play inside and out. So I think with motions and other things, you can kind of move him around and position him to take advantage of what the defense is going to give you from a matchup standpoint. 
whether you're playing against zone coverage, whether you're playing against match man, whatever you're not, you're lined up against and the rules and principles that they're playing in the back end. I think he's a guy that you can use as a piece along with those high school guys that you're bringing in to really upgrade Auburn's room. Speaking of upgrading the room, Auburn got a huge commitment uh, Monday afternoon from Seth Wilford, the big Juco offensive tackle, mm-hmm. who I saw him uh, yesterday when he left or Sunday when he left. He's kind of that six four six five. I didn't really look at a – I wasn't really seeing a Marcus McNeil, but I was seeing a guy who could play inside or outside. I think they wanted him to play outside. Yeah, but he wasn't just—he wasn't the Matthew Bedford like, oh my God, dude, or the Mac, uh, the Mac Pounds who was like, oh my God. Um, but good-looking kid, uh, got three years of eligibility left, and going to come from in Nebraska. I mean, for Auburn to go into Snow College, I think Keontae Scott actually tweeted about it. Keontae Scott was big on him. They weren't—they never played together uh, at Snow, uh, but there's some crossover there, I guess, with some type of relationship. Anyways, sure. yeah. well, there, there was a lot of familiarity because Keontae was like, "Hey, man, come on in here. You're from Snow. I went to Snow. Remember this? Remember that? You you ever eat at uh, you know Johnson Tractor Supply down there in Claude? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but Cole, you talked to me about Seth Wilford. What do you see him? I mean, he raises the raises the roof. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people see that he's. That first of all, you look at his star rating. Doesn't have that yet, really. It's coming. Um, you look at his offer list, and you go, eh, "That's not great." Well, let me tell you, uh, you know, a little bit about him uh, as I've dug into him and tried to figure out because uh, I had a feeling he was if he was visiting, I felt like he was going to commit, and right. that's exactly what happened. I had a prediction in for him. I thought that was going to happen this weekend, and 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 you know it happened. So. He's actually from a little town that's on the Nebraska-Wyoming oh, line, yeah. which I didn't even realize that Nebraska and Wyoming uh, bordered. I believe each that's the North, North Platte River. You got it. Somewhere in that area is where he's from and didn't get a lot of recognition. And they end up moving to Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman High School, which a lot of you have probably heard of that. Big school, a lot of recognition there. He gets there sort of late. And he's not starting as a senior because their offensive line, though, I mean, pretty much every single guy on their offensive line was a D1 guy. Towards the end of the year, they go, hey, this Seth Wilford guy's really good. They put him in there. He ends up being really good. He goes to junior college because he didn't get any offers. <clears throat> and in junior college, move. it was. It was a very good move. It kept him some eligibility. He got that three years now he can play with. Um. But he has a great season for this junior college, for Snow College, who is predominantly really good junior college, I believe. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I, you watch his tape, man. He's got great feet. Not a great run blocker yet, but he's a good pass blocker. And to me, if you're if you're looking for tackles, you don't find many tackles that are polished as pass protectors at this point. They're just not. That's the hardest thing to teach. It, it, it's a it's an angle it's an angle thing it's a balance thing it's a feet thing and he seems to understand he's got great body control as Jay Head was talking about the other night so I think that this is a one of the better offensive line pickups Auburn's had in a while okay yeah wow I would agree with that he is a natural tackle in my opinion regardless of his actual height his his frame to me and I don't know what he measured out from a wingspan wingspan standpoint. But I got a feeling that he tested relatively well because you see real long arms on tape. Like you said, Cole, you see somebody that can get 
it shows the quickness with his feet to get into his drop relatively quickly, uh, make sure that he's able to wall off a defender. You just don't see guys that have that natural balance and body control that he has at the tackle position. And, and balance and body control, it, to me, those are the two most pivotal skills, realistically, when you're trying to judge a football player, in my opinion. What they're able to do with those two things kind of makes a determination to me of are they a take or are they not. Uh, and he's very good with his balance and body control. And I think he's a guy that I don't think he's ready to play right now, but I think give him a year or two in this system underneath this coaching staff and Jake Thornton, and you have a guy that could be potentially a very good starter in the SEC. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Wilfred Lewis. Uh, before we move on to high school, let's stick with the visits for a second. Mac Pounders left today, uh, Monday. But left is, He's a big dude now. And really said a lot of great things about Auburn. Really loved his visit. Basically was like, listen, I'm going to visit Missouri because Eli Drinkwitz came and visited me. And I would like to visit like maybe one other school just to compare it to Auburn because this was unbelievable. Like, is every place like this? Because if it's not, it's it's a done deal. Basically is what he's saying. And he, so he's going to take uh, his visit to Missouri and then, I, I, he, I don't even know if he'll take another visit, but he, he said he'd like to. But that dude is good. I think he's got two years, doesn't he? I believe so. I believe, I yeah, believe he I does think it's too. two. I, I believe him and the kid from San Jose State both have two years left to play. You look at – so and, and listen, what he told us reporters um, was exactly what we've been saying, I think, on the show, and it's not like we came up with this on our own. We, we've talked to people who know – Auburn wants Dylan Wade. They think he is an NFL offensive guard. Yeah. He's playing out of position, although he plays the hell out of that position. They yeah. want a guy who can come in and, and and justify them moving him inside because they don't have anybody right now that can justify moving Dylan Wade inside. They think Mac Pounders can do that. I think the kid from San Jose State um, – and, and we haven't heard any more from Matthew Bedford. He's another guy to keep in mind. Another big tackle. Yeah, he officially visited to Colorado. It seems like that visit went very well. So, and he had told you, and I think it's held held true to this point, that he's going to go home and make a decision with his family as far as what he plans to do. Yeah, he said after after Christmas is when he's he's. Oh, but look, that's what I was about to say about these transfers. I mean, Robert Lewis told us, "Well, I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm going," and he's he's committing an hour. He committed. Yeah, he committed two hours later. Well, because they get a phone call, are you in or are you out? Because yeah. if you're out, moving on. And you so, think about what Damari Austin tweeted Sunday or Monday one. It was like, you better get on or, you you know, you get left behind or there might not be a spot for you. Yeah, and Justin, uh, Justin Hokinson with us, you know, he does he does the um, scholarship tracker, which I think is awesome. You go and look at it. It's not as many spots as we may have thought, actually. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to tell people I didn't think there were going to be as many jumping into the portal as some people anticipate. Now, I think you're going to get more from our team. They're going to enter the portal after the bowl game. I do, too. But I don't think it's going to be just this mass exodus by any means. I mean, I think you're talking four, maybe five more guys jump into the portal. Uh, so, you know, it, what are we looking at on the tracker right now, Cole, from an open scholarship standpoint? Probably um, six scholarships. Let me pull it up. Let me go. Oh, well, that would be interesting. Um, while you're doing that, Cole, another guy we need to mention is Jerquan Scott. Yes. Mm. Let's, 
you. Look at you, you big dog. Hey, did you watch film? Yes. <laughs> I watched all those people making fun of me. <laughs> you got that corrected. You got that fixed. I, I even said it when I was talking to some people today. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, old jerk wants what? <laughs> old jerk is what? Um, he is going to announce Tuesday, uh, posted on the corner Monday night, that he. I did not believe Auburn was a go for him right now. And after we have all collaborated, put our heads together, we have all independently confirmed that that is the case. Yes. So we all expect him to go to Ole Miss. I threw in a, an, an RPM for Ole Miss. I think Zach Barry from the Ole Miss site uh, has one in as well. Man, that w- – w- Jay, you've actually been saying that since his name first surfaced. Right. It, so my intel originally was uh, the young man was very interested in coming to Auburn, very interested in what Auburn had to say. Um, and coming off of that visit when he initially said, hey, I'm I'm done, I'm not visiting anymore, anywhere else, I think we all anticipated. Oh, yeah, the, 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 you know, that kind of caught you off guard because I was expecting him to go to South Carolina. So – you know, after digging around, it's my understanding at this time, Auburn's not prepared to take him right now. And that you're right, Jeffrey, that was – we knew the kid was really interested in Auburn. We didn't know where he was on Auburn's board. And it appears as of today, like this hour right now, who knows, that may change in the morning, right? Yeah, absolutely. That That's how it goes in, in the transfer portal world right now. But as of today, I think we all expect him to attend Ole, or commit to Ole Miss. Sure. Yeah. Uh, by default. So, yeah. So I got the uh, I got the scholarship deal pulled up here. Um, Wilkie denied leaves for the portal today. That makes nine. That gets you down to sixty two current scholarships. But you add in the eighteen commitments plus the two you transfers. Got, you've got eighty. Yep. Yeah. All right. So hold on, hold on. Auburn's got eighteen commitments plus two transfers, right? Actually. Should be nice one transfer, now. one junior college guy today. But you got to take off the tight end too. So you're yeah. looking at maybe five right now. Five yeah, actually, college. nineteen commits because counting Seth Wilford. So that's actually four. Four, four left. Available. Open four open. Available. Now I, there's a chance that Auburn feels. That, I mean, you could see commit. You could see commits happen in the portal in the next day or two, right? Boom, boom, boom. They hit three or four out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're done. Well, they're not. There's probably going to be more leaving. Okay. that's that's They're accounting for that. Yeah. So. As I was told, I'm curious. The numbers, yeah, the numbers always work out. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> yeah. If, there's a, if, if they need a spot, there will be a spot. Well, and that was actually I'm you and I had, Jeffrey, when I remember asking you very early on when I was doing this, I was like, do you think? He's like, Alan, the numbers always work out. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Of the of the nine guys that have hit the portal from Auburn so far, are you all surprised by any of them? I can read them no. to you. And each we'll sled, Stephen Johnson. No. He, he surprised you a little bit? It's, it didn't surprise me more than I probably didn't want him to hit the portal. Let's put it like that. Like, was I surprised? No. Did I think he had – I believe he has potential, and I did not want to see him enter the portal. But okay. not surprised given his lack of playing time this year and how little we heard about him down the stretch. But, damn, he's so young. Like, what did he expect? 
And I will say this. How many of on the two deep have entered? I don't think anybody, right? Well, you got Anichi Sled, Steven Johnson, Amari Kelly, Steven Sings, Jair Shorter, Malcolm Johnson, Tyler Fromm, yeah. Marquise Gilbert. They, they, they wish Tyler would have stayed, but they understand. He wants to go and be the man for a year. I, the, the, I don't have a problem with Tyler. Fromm. Yeah, and, and he, he – he, it somewhat found himself as the odd man out at times in the tight end sure. room. Uh, sure. it's, it's nothing against him. It's just, you know, he's a little bit more of a receiving type than a yep. down on yeah. the line blocking that yeah. Brandon Frazier really came on. So that's just how that goes. You know? Of the guys you've mentioned, he is the only one right now that I could say with confidence that Auburn was like, hey, man, you sure you don't want to stick around? No, yeah. I agree with that for sure. They, they absolutely wanted him to. Now, if you get Jael Skinner to replace him, I, I think you're okay, particularly with the way that, you know, our younger tight end uh, came on this past year, uh, Michael Riley Duckard. I, yeah, I think that sure. makes that loss a little bit more platable, uh, specifically if he continues on. Now, i tell you what I did here with regard to Wilkie. Britton Williams kind of moved over into that spot and kind of passed him on the depth chart. Oh, I believe it. I, I loved Britton Williams' tape out of high school. I thought he was going to be pretty good. And – he has already moved down to that five, which he started as a jack. And looking at him, you're like, man, he's 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 a big kid. He oh, yeah, there was no way he was going to be able to stay at the jack. Absolutely yeah. not. But, you know, I'm wondering about the jack position, too, because we're not seeing any offers go out to any jacks. And there's a lot out there that are pretty good, I think. Um, they got Waller coming in. You've got – I think they're going to do some – you know, some moving around. Maybe Austin Keys is a the guy they could put there at times because he they lined him up in that spot a few times this past year, let him blitz. Cam Riley, what does he do? He's gotten That's a little true. bit. He's gotten a little bit more physical. I think uh, they they got that in his head a little bit at, later in the season. You've got Keldrick. Don't forget about Keldrick. He's athletic enough to do it. If if Elijah McAllister could do it, I think Keldrick could. You know, he absolutely could. And then obviously you've got Joe Phillips is coming in as well, who absolutely can play the jack position. So you you can probably manufacture depth given who you've got in the linebacker room. But to do that, I think you've got to add a linebacker. But that kind of gets back to our transfer portal recruiting, right? Sure. Um, let's see. Let's let's hit some uh, news of the day on Monday. Besides the two commitments was the reclassification of an Alabama commitment, which typically wouldn't be a big news for Auburn fans. But Auburn, we believe, is right in the thick of it, of this recruitment of five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams, the, uh, the, the uh, five-star-plus wide receiver from Sarah Land, who has won every award and whatever. He's been committed to Alabama since the summer or maybe even back in the spring. He's committed to Alabama for a long time. I'll tell you. I think he committed actually fall of 2022. Wow. So he committed in the 10th grade. Yeah. Probably the, after he came to Auburn and Harson was like, eh. October, <laughs> October 8th, 2022. Yeah. I knew it was early. Wow. So uh, uh, 14 months. So he's been committed to Alabama for 14 months. And, you know, I know Alabama coaches and reporters and fans are, you know, they, they, they're locked, he's locked in with Alabama, but he's not signing early. He's waiting until February. I don't know that he actually can sign, to be honest with you. I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I don't know. 
But Jason Caldwell and me and Christian, we were all sitting around talking today, and um, I, I think Caldwell was like, I don't know that he can't. And I thought, well, for reclassification guys, you may not you may not be able to. Either uh, way, what, Cole? No, it's, have, I, it's possible. It's possible that he can't. That he can't. I, I'm going to look into that because that's relevant because he's not signing. So if if he could and he's, and he's deciding not to, and to it's, take, it's a, it's a, and to take visits, right? So, and I think he told twenty four seven he's taking visits, and the last one would be to Auburn. That is my understanding of that reporting, and give credit where credit is due to uh, Christian Clemente on that. But I believe that the the schools that he's planning to visit are Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Georgia, and LSU. Is that correct? That sounds right. Yeah. Or was it Ole Miss? It, well, let me – hold on. Yeah, because I was talking to Christian and Jason about it. Um, and I hadn't read the story yet, but I think Christian told me that it was – Auburn. Was, he told them Auburn was going to be the last visit. Got um, it here. No, it's Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Georgia, LSU. LSU, okay. So not Ole Miss. So five visits in the month of January – for a guy who is 100% locked up to Alabama, but uh, this is is perfectly it's working like we thought it was going to. We've been saying we thought he would reclassify. We thought he would take official visits in January. We thought Auburn's really in this, and that he was making a decision. And I, Christian actually said it's not on signing day in February. It's two days after. I think his birthday is February the ninth, right, or something like that. February eighth or something. I think that sounds right. Now look. It, our information may change. We may find out that he's capable of signing, and he signs, you know, in the early time, in the early period, and all this is for naught. But as of today, the way that it looks, and I want both y'all's opinion on this. Now, it didn't work with KJ Bolden, but the fact that Auburn's getting the last visit definitely gives you some confidence that he's really entertaining Auburn. This isn't a situation where so anybody that's saying he's 100% to Alabama. If you were 100% to the University of Alabama, why would you officially visit Auburn, number one? And number two, why would you make them your absolute last visit? The last team that gets to see you before whatever in-home you're going to do. And he made that straight up up front. And listen, so there's conflicting. So, because, you know, BOL, Tim Watts and, and, and Andrew Bone from BOL were saying that they had heard that he might sign next week. Sure. So if, if if there if that's a possibility, then the the context of this is completely changed. If he can sign next week and he chooses not to, that's if I'm an Alabama fan, that's a huge crimson flag. I would think so. I mean, to me, yeah, right. I mean, you you want your guys to sign. Imagine Cam Coleman could sign next week, and he's like, ah, nah, I think I'm going to visit these five schools, and then my last one is going to be to Alabama. Yeah, you, you, we I, would I, have. I oh play devil's advocate. Allow me to play devil's advocate here. Okay. And, and, and just look at the other side of things, and and try to just give all the options that are out there. Me yes, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm a little, you know, you have to with this because there's there's so many things that can happen. There's so many directions that can go. Yes, I agree. If Auburn is the one that gets the last one, and if he's going to take all these visits, and he has the option to sign, and he does not sign, I think all of those things 
are big, you know, you need to look into it. Now, we have seen um, several guys take their last visit to Auburn and then not sign with Auburn. Yeah. We've correct. seen it over the years. Okay. It wouldn't yeah. be the first time this happened. This would not be an anomaly. Tony Mitchell. A year ago. Tony Mitchell. How about um, James Sorry Smith? about that. Sorry, sure as, a, as a low blow, I apologize about that. <laughs> James Smith. James Smith showed up without Quay Russaw, which was kind of rare, like the last week, the the couple of days before signing day at Auburn, and got the headlines buzzing again that there was something there. Uh, not really. Oh, Curtis man. Perry named Auburn his leader, you know, right before signing day. <laughs> and then and then had Auburn three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. UCF, according to him, finished ahead of Auburn. Uh, so, so, Cole, you know, I, I hear your point, Big Dog. That's all, it, man. It, I mean, it's look, not an end-all, be-all. No, that's I mean, what I've got to say on the call-in show, too. You need to look at every angle of this. How can you be an Auburn fan and go, done, locked in, baby, he's coming? <laughs> How can you be that guy? Hey, you never watched Auburn. It okay, is. look, but but yeah. that's what – I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but that is what Hugh Freeze is. That's his whole persona. We've got to flip the script here. We've got to make a change with that. That's not the case anymore under me. Now, the, the point you just made about how Auburn fans can't be like, how can you? My point, my counterpoint to that is if you're an Alabama fan, there's no way you can say, Ryan Williams is 100% locked to us if he goes through with this entire set of circumstantial evidence of visits elsewhere. And I'm not trying to debunk what you're saying, Cole. I agree sure. that Ron Williams could very much sign with Alabama. Hell, he could very much sign with Texas, for all I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, sure. I tend to believe it's going to come down to Auburn and Alabama in the end. Yeah. But I don't believe for a second that he is absolutely done and 100% committed to another school if you're willing to visit and entertain other offers from other universities. No, no, that's not how it works, man. Now, is Alabama still his leader? That I would say, yeah. Absolutely. Alabama is still the leader in the clubhouse for Ryan Williams. And let me explain something on my hot board. I'm going to have Ryan Williams at 50% probably until February the 7th. Unless I hit, because listen, last week I would have put him at 45 or 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, everybody would have had a freak, freak out. And then this week I, I, I'm, I'm closer to the 50%, especially after today. I liked what I heard today from some of the people that I heard from um, well enough that I would have had them back to 50. I don't want to be going up and down, up and down with him, back and forth, back and forth. I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in that recruitment. I think we're going to hear a lot of different things. I think you're going to hear a lot of pro-Alabama stuff on the back channel. I think you're going to hear a lot of pro-Auburn stuff on the back channel. I just think it's going to be a dogfight for Auburn. The reason I'm not going any uh, – Lesser, well, you're not dropping your your confidence percentage. Is because the man who's in charge of this recruitment, Hugh Freeze, is dude. He's earned that right from me. When you can flip Demarcus Friddick and Perry Thompson and Joe Phillips from Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, flip Cam Coleman from A and M, presumably flip Cohen Eccles from A and M, flip Jamonte Waller from Florida. And possibly L.J. McCray. And possibly L.J. McCray. And have your ass in the bottom line with K.J. Bolden with FSU. 
you earn that right. And and that's that's the thing about Hugh Freeze, different from Gus Malzahn and and Tommy Tuberville, and even back to Gene Chizik, man. Like this dude is a savage. He is the closer, right? Shit. The difference between Hugh Freeze and the other coaches that you just named, maybe Tuberville in his heyday, sure, was that kind of a closer. He's in the conversation, yeah. But Chiswick leaned on the logo, and he had to have assistance going. And assistance, mm-hmm. right? Malzahn, as much as I love Gus, and I think he's a great man and everything else, Gus wasn't a closer. Maybe Christie was a closer. Gus was not a closer. Christie was awesome, absolutely. You know what I mean? But he had Trav and a handful of other guys that were doing Rodney this. Garner, Rodney Garner, Damian Craig, multiple others that were doing the closing for him. Um, Brian Harson, do we? <laughs> Well, it's not fair to any of those other guys, to be honest with you. He, I mean, he, I, I'm sure he'll tell you I probably should have recruited a lot harder. Well, and I'm sure he would have. My whole point in all this is is that Hugh Freeze, the way he works it is, he's like Nick Saban. He's the guy that's yeah. going to come into the living room. He's the one that's going to win this recruitment for you. He is the closer. And your best recruiting teams, and we've talked about this over and over, the head coach is involved in that way in recruiting. Look at Miami with Mario. Look at Georgia with Kirby, Alabama with Saban. You know what I mean? Norvell. Norvell. Mike is very involved in recruiting for Florida State, absolutely as a closer for them. Um, It's just that's the way James Franklin at Penn State, multiple other guys. Uh, That's just the way it goes, man. The head coach has to be involved, and they have to be that dominant personality in in the living room. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes, and I want to get to what these people want to know. Let's talk L.J. McRae. Uh, let's talk Amaris Williams these last 10 minutes. By the way, the new offers we were also going to mention, Jacoby Thomas, a DB from Middle Tennessee State. Auburn offered him on Monday. They offered Benny Scurry, uh, an in, in interior offensive lineman from Toledo, who's going to visit Auburn on Friday, and Kobe Savage, a defensive back from Kansas State. Those were three offers, at least, that we're aware of that went out on Monday. Uh, but let's let, let's talk some high school five-star studs. L.J. McCray, Amaris Williams, who's a top 100 guy, um, committed to Florida. Both of those guys are committed to Florida. Um, we didn't get to talk about them a lot Sunday night. So uh, L.J. came up Friday afternoon. Cole, I believe you reported he arrived Friday afternoon around 8 o'clock. He had spent half the day in Florida at Florida State, came up and spent the night. Jamonte Waller drives over from Mississippi, former Florida commitment, and spends the weekend with him, Cole. You had some good intel on LJ. You talked to him when he left. What 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 are you thinking about that? What can you tell us about LJ? Um, I don't think I learned much from his interview. I think he's pretty good at that. Sure. Um, I'm just glad he talked. To be honest with you. No, he's he's a respectable guy. I mean, he 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 knows if he's going to do something like that, he feels it, it seemed like he felt the need he needed to do that interview, and he did the same at Florida State. Um. You know, and if anybody ever says no to it, it doesn't bother me. I don't, you know. No, no, I mean, that's fine. Uh, You know, but to me, I I think having Jamonte Waller there was a big deal. We talked about this. He's a winner. That's the guy that's, to me, Jamonte Waller's a a lot like Keontae Scott. Keontae Scott calls himself the closer because he takes pride in winning, and and he, he loves to win. He loves to try to win these battles and help. And I think Jamonte Waller is the exact same way, and that helps. You know, I don't think that L.J. McRae and Jamonte Waller were, like, 
best friends. I think the staff thought, all right, you two have a tie because you were both committed to Florida at one time. And we love the way that Jamonte goes about things. Let's get him in here. We like to have him back again anyway and have you there with LJ. So, um, based on what I've heard about it, you know, Auburn thinks, again, I'm not saying what I think. I'm saying what (laughs) Auburn thinks and what they're portraying to us. And it sounds like they do believe they are in this. Now, on the Florida side, they don't think they're going to lose him. But I tell you what, they didn't think they were going to lose Jamonte Waller either. When I put in my when I put in my prediction for Jamonte Waller, which was about two weeks before he made the flip, maybe three, something like that, I was getting from the Florida side, hey, you know, Florida feels really confident. I don't know if you should do that. And I said, well, I got a pretty good, you know, I, I got a pretty good feeling on this one. So I'm getting a similar deal with L.J. McCray, if that makes sense. Um, it seems like Auburn's got a lot of confidence there. And so is Florida, but we'll see who wins. We'll see who wins on that. I, I tend to agree, Cole. And this is what I will say. I think a lot of people have a hard time reading L.J. McRae, okay? Yeah, he doesn't say a lot. I think there are a lot of people that thought Florida State finished second in his original recruitment to Florida. And I think we have it on good authority that Auburn actually probably was the second-place team in that recruitment. And it's because there's a lot of ambiguity as it pertains to LJ and what he communicates to people outside of his circle. So I think yeah, – I'm with you, man. I, everything I hear is, is positive. I think it's really 50-50. I think we have a 50-50 shot of flipping LJ McCray. The interesting thing is – That's what I had was at J-Head. I made the comment – I made the comment about Cohen Eccles that even though I felt Auburn made a great pitch to him, had a great shot with him, that closeness to home might have, you know, ruled out over Jimbo Fisher and whoever the offensive line coach is. I felt like that was a big deal. And now he's opened things up. He may still end up at Texas A&M, Cohen Eccles. I don't know. But it's similar with LJ McCray. I think he committed to Florida for a reason, and I don't know if them, you know, firing um, Sean Spencer, who was their defensive line coach, I don't know if that is going to be like the turning point. It doesn't feel like it is to me. It feels like Florida was the deal, at mm-hmm. least for him and his family. Like it's Florida. It's not Sean Spencer. Maybe not even Billy Napier. It's Florida. So. How do you win against that? That's my question. I, I think that's the biggest hurdle you have to overcome if you're Auburn. LJ McCray, Amaris Williams, the other Florida commitment. Hell, we're talking about Jamonte Waller. We're talking about LJ McCray. Let's talk about Amaris Williams, by the way. It is Amaris. By the, uh, I, mean, I think I've been saying it wrong. Can you believe I've been saying the name wrong? <laughs> Not Amaris, but it's Amaris. Um, he is in Auburn. He arrived on Monday, uh, shortly before noon. And going to leave, what's tomorrow? Tuesday. You know, a, a, a day and a half visit, which is about th- this time of year. It's about all you're going to get. There's coaches out everywhere running around, man. you you got a lot going on. So, uh, Mars Williams. Now, listen, I've never talked to this kid. And I've been telling people in the corner who ask about him, like, I really don't know. I know what I'm hearing. I know there's some quiet confidence behind it. Auburn, I mean, hell, just to get him up on the visit was, was impressive. Yeah. I'd like to talk to him tomorrow, and I will. Hope to, at least. And uh, Tuesday, by the way. And uh, and see what he says. 
What are y'all hearing, Jay? You got a little smirk on your face. We you pop your collar and stuff. Look at you. <laughs> Big dog in us with your Patagonia pop collar. <laughs> I haven't heard anything on Amaris just yet other than they like their positioning going into the visit, and that we'll see what he has to say coming out of it. It's okay. really been kind of a mystery for me. I knew that – look, I knew they had somebody they were working on. I had no idea who it was till Colin, you kind of broke that story. Um, and I think Keith Niebuhr, right. also former uh, member of obviously Auburn Live, now with Gator. What is it? What is it down there? Gator Bay is online. That's what I said. Gator online. Gator Bay. It also helped you guys kind of break that story a little bit. But the word that I got was they feel positive about the trajectory of that situation. They like their shot here. They're going to take their best shot. On this official weekend, excuse me, this official visit weekend, and we'll see how it all shakes out. To recap Keith's story a little bit, and, and he and I talked about his recruitment, Amaris Williams. Um, Ohio State thought they were going to get him. Uh, it was like a done deal that he was going to flip, and you know, Florida's had a lot of guys flip here lately, so nobody was really shocked that it seemed like another flip might happen for Amaris Williams to Ohio State. Now, that didn't happen. It's the same thing we were talking about with Fayette Redwin and, like, what's the holdup here, even though all, yeah. all, all times point to you doing this, why are you waiting? Well, it's because there's some more teams in the mix. Tennessee, Georgia, Auburn. I, I think that a visit to Georgia still on the table for Amaris Williams. Yeah. Mm. So – I don't know if it's going to happen. I know that it's it's on the table. Um, but using the process of elimination a little bit, if Georgia doesn't push for him, and that's always possible, even though he's an elite player, it's always Can't possible. Yeah, they have a lot of elite players. So we'll see what they do. I haven't heard much about Tennessee. Definitely have not heard much about Ohio State lately. And Florida, a little bit iffy about maybe keeping him. So that leaves Something Auburn. Else. That leaves Auburn, and you're like, well, huh, that's the last team on the list. That's interesting. I agree. And, Cole, you actually just – you jogged a thought for me. Um, going back to L.J. McRae, and I think this ties into Mars Williams as well, you asked me what would need to change for L.J. McRae to flip. And to me, it's great players want to play with other great players, right? Right. Florida's yeah. class starts to fall apart. True. I think that could be the catalyst in, okay, I need to make a jump where I'm going to be protected and play with other great players. I think that's the thing that could do it. Mm. Could have been similar with Cohen Eccles as well. I similar agree. There. Lots, the lots, the lots of wheels are turning, man. This is when it's getting into uh, the crunch time, if you will, man. We've got eight days till signing day, lots going on. Uh, this weekend we're going to take our Thursday night. We're going to take a look for the Friday show at who all's coming in this weekend for visits. Posted today that you know Cam uh, Coleman, Perry Thompson, some of those guys, some of the commitments, wide receiver commitments are going to come up uh, for an unofficial visit. Maybe go to the Auburn USC basketball game on Sunday. Uh, so it's going to be a jam-packed weekend. We'll do our best to keep y'all all informed. One more time for Prize Picks. If you haven't already, go download Prize Picks. Give them a give them a shout. Um, and use the promo code WARIGLE, all caps, one word for that match, $100 deposit. Uh, we will be back, like I said, 
Friday morning. We're going to record Thursday night. Jay, what about, you got? How about you? We hadn't did those on Monday nights, but I would I would be I wouldn't be opposed to. I got some. You guys got any? I do. By the time Thursday gets around, I'm gonna have so many. So I'm, I'm okay. Let's let's knock them out, dude. All right. Yeah. So I got I got to start with Johnny Knox 07. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah. Good for that gift he got me for my next mock class when I put that out next week. Um, I'm gonna go with Aces Full, who tonight <laughs> said that Kevin from Wil- Kevin from Wilmer is the RPM. <laughs> I mean, he's is he? I mean, is is he wrong? Probably no. not. And no. then E Moss for that post about our recruiting show, how they were fiending for it, saying Cole hadn't woken up. Not Cole, excuse me. How Zach hadn't woken up because his blinds were pointing the wrong direction. Jeffrey couldn't get out. <laughs> he didn't have a bath towel. What a step yeah, on. That was good. I'm smirking time zone because I'm drinking my iced over milk. Cole was stuck on the bathroom. It was stuck on the toilet because the, the, the toilet paper roll wasn't in the right spot, man. So, Emos, for your creativity, brother, that is a how about you for me. <laughs> uh, let's good. see. Cole, you have any uh, midweek? Yeah, I, I do. Man, I, I'm glad you said that, Jahid, because I, I was going to wait until Thursday, and I would have had way too many. See, that's I what I was to, doing. I used to keep them just in my head, but now I bookmark the ones that I like. So, yeah, I got four. I got four bookmarked here. Um, Auburn ATL. He he said, uh, you know, all these these uh, you know, trolls are popping up or whatever, making these posts like they're a new member. He goes, any true Auburn fan would know what Jeffrey Lee's favorite shorts are. Do you? Oh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy did not know. That was what was funny about it. He had no. He was like, I don't care what his favorite shorts are. Oh my god. So exposed. That was a great. That was a great tool. Right yeah. on, man. All like the, Illumin- like the Illuminati. If you want in, you got to answer the, the, the you know the secret question. That's right. <laughs> uh, 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 Stidham from Texas. Yeah. He. Uh, I'll just be honest. He made a Fred joke, and I. I it got me. <laughs> There's a lot of Fred jokes out there, but this one was good. And I'm not going to tell you what it was, but it was good. Nope. Uh, uh, baked ram. Yeah. Just hilarious. Uh, there was a, I, I put, I put something up about the fast food. Did y'all catch that by chance? What's your least favorite fast food restaurant? Yes. Mine being crystal. I, 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 I just don't like it. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, gut bombs, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just never been there. There, there was a day in time when I would leave the front porch in Troy, Alabama, and I, I made my way down there to pick up some crystal chili cheese pups. But that day yeah. is gone and passed, brother. So baked ram, a bunch of people got in there and started talking about the restaurants they do like, of course. And somebody talked about getting a chili dog from Sonic, and uh, baked ram was like, "Dude, how old are you? I, I got to know what the demographics are on people that get chili dogs at Sonic." Dude, people eat that for real? <laughs> Apparently old people. Nick uh, uh, Ram said, you, you have to be old to get a chili dog from Sonic or something like that. And then uh, last one's Kevin Kevin Durant's burner, too. He made a post during the show last night that I get mad when people um, listen to the TV instead of listening to the phone every time. Oh, yeah. Which is true. It drives me crazy, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, turn it down. Just listen to it turn the phone. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. I've got uh, the wolf. Yep. The wolf. He was yeah. wolf. Uh, he had a great call the other night. I think it was actually the last week. He did, and he's been asking for that. How about you, too? Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's been on his hind leg. He deserves it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about this, boy? Got your controversial one here. Oh, mm. Jay Lee's pink head with no apostrophe. Hey. Oh, hey, I actually got one more. Okay. Jay Head's hairline. <laughs> I saw that today. I saw that today. I was wondering when you were going to see that. Bro, give me him one. He got dirty. He's got a picture of your hairline. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. Let's see here. Jay Lee's pink head. But how about Hamilton WDE, man? Yes, huh? Hamilton. Great poster. Great, great poster. Uh, how about Hugh Freeze's massive balls? <laughs> <laughs> how about how about how about you, big dog Moss? <laughs> um, how about you to Mister Sandman? How about you to uh, Rob Chubb, police evader? Yes. How about you to that was your baked ram? How about you to oh, gorgeous? Gorgeous, gorgeous boy. I tell you what, now he's growing on me. Me too. Me too. Growing on me like a damn tick. He don't say much. He's a short but sweet. I'm gonna put like one word in there, but it's always impactful. Okay, how about you? I got three left. How about you, little Coleman? There you go. Uh, Yeah. How about you, little Coleman Pink? Make that appreciate it. Appreciate it. How about you, little buddy? He got hurt last night. Yeah, got a little um, a little hairline fracture on the tibia. Yeah, is uh, <laughs> the first of many, I'm sure. Uh, final two. How about you to Night Rider? Oh, that's a good one. How about you to Ob for J? Yeah. Oh, these two guys were doing the Lord's work on Monday, folks. <laughs> and let's leave it at that. How about you, big dog? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We went overboard. That's all right. Hey, uh, we will be back Thursday night. Y'all stay with us all throughout the week on the corner. Uh, we're going to be tracking all this stuff as best we can. Uh, and y'all keeping us on our toes as always. We'll be back Thursday night. We'll come to you Friday morning and uh, see what, what's going on for this weekend. And uh, the last weekend before the early signing period begins. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate y'all watching, man. For J-Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay that left lane. See ya.